Hello and welcome to Side Hustle. I'm your host, Brooke Andreas, and on this podcast, I'll be chatting with people who have an interesting side hustle or hobby outside of their nine to five commitments. In this episode, I chat with Georgia Muller, who is a current osteopathy student, owner of a videography business, and has just started a non-for-profit organization. We chat about how she juggles those commitments, the pressure of comparing yourself to others and self-doubt, as well as her career highlights so far. She'll also be sharing her tips for if you're looking to start or continue your own side hustle. Here's Georgia. Hello and welcome, Georgia. Thanks for having me, Brooke. No worries at all. What is your nine to five commitment? And what is your side hustle? I guess I should say side hustles because you actually have more than one thing going on. Uh, you would be correct. So I don't typically have the, the normal nine to five as a normal person would do. Um, so I'm currently studying osteopathy at Southern Cross University. So that definitely takes uh, a big chunk of my time out. And then in between there, I fit in my videography business, which is GM Films. I'm also part of the Mayor's Student Ambassador Program and also running a non-for-profit called Youth Lab Initiative. So we'll start out with the videography because from what I'm aware, that's what you began with. Mm-hmm. So when did you start that? What inspired you to start that? And yeah, all, all the bits and pieces about it. It's a bit of a funny one. So as a kid, always been interested in film. I was the one who put the special features on when we get to the end, Uh, but unfortunately you can't do that with Netflix now, which is a bit of a bummer for me. Always been interested and I just couldn't wait to get into year 10 at school when we got to choose our electives. Uh, And I was the first to sign up for film, so that was me straight in there. Uh, And the videography came actually in year 11, where I was asked to do a friend of a friend's wedding. And then since doing that, I kind of just fell into it and thought, you know what, why not? Let's have a crack at this. GM Films was born during my year 12, which for the majority of people is a stressful time. So adding on uh, a start of a new business, it was was a pretty hectic year. So was that challenging? juggling school and especially year 12 and the side hustling how did you manage that yeah definitely uh, was a big challenge I also did a lot of extracurricular outside of school as well but I knew that year 12 was going to be a little bit harder in terms of time management so I kind of prepared in year 11 by doing some year 12 subjects then which just then freed my time up especially for videography it was something that you know you get home from school you do your homework and then you work on your business. It's You try to fit it in every spare minute, whatever you've got. If you can dedicate that time and you just keep pushing through, then you can kind of work through all the other things. It's all about time management, hey? Absolutely. With that, what you, I think from what I've seen on your social media, you've done a whole range of different things from, from weddings to content uh, for different businesses. What is, a, I guess, a highlight of something you've done and something that you've really remembered? Uh, Looking back, I think my biggest highlight would have to be traveling to Bali at the end of last year to go shoot some content for a couple of cafes in Brisbane. They run an Instagram page, so I went over there on behalf of them to shoot the content and um, be the voice of the people back there. Mm. Um, So that was definitely something that was super exciting and out of my comfort zone as well, kind of stepping into that role and being able to, you know, direct the content um, in a way that would speak to the audience of these cafes. Is content, 
I guess your favorite type of thing to shoot or do you prefer weddings or events or what is your favorite type of yeah I would probably say um styled shoots I love my weddings they are very stressful though so on the day uh you know you're probably as stressful as the bride making sure that you know record button gets hit and everything runs smoothly because there's always a lot of hiccups and you know that nothing ever runs to plan on a wedding day but I do love the styled shoots you get a little bit more time to be creative and you know run through the content and the products and who you're shooting and working with being able to bring their creative process to life. Now I know in spring that is when absolutely everyone seems to get married so I I guess you'll be really, really busy at that time, but what about the times when people aren't getting married? Where do you, what do you do in that time? Yeah, Brooke, so with the wedding industry, you do have your ups and your downs, especially with bookings. You find towards the end of the year when the weather is a lot better and you know, spring and summer, people will tend to get married then. But for me, it's like, okay, well, you know, all my bookings are at the end of the year and that's where all my income is, but what about at the start of the year, what what am I going to do to be able to keep you know the the flow of shoots and bookings coming? Initially, it was all it was all wedding videography. So it wasn't until you know you work out that you've got you've got this time to be able to expand your skills. So you can go into things like business promos, styled shoots, um, a couple of home sessions, and family shoots that you can expand and work on your skills to be able to fill those low periods of wedding bookings. You know, your wedding bookings will always be my, you know, my biggest demand and supply, but being able to kind of come back to some other smaller things is great. You get a break from the big ones and you can work on the smaller things and get them going. But I know for me, I didn't quite work out that there is a wedding season and you do get the lows until I got to that point and I was like, okay, why is no one booking? Why is no one having weddings in the early months of the year? I did kind of come into a lull and I thought, oh, is this something that I, that I want to keep doing? Is this, you know, like, is this a reflection of my own work? Am I not good enough? You know, all those self-doubt sort of thoughts start flooding in. Um, And it wasn't until I made a connection with a florist, a wedding florist, that I kind of got onto the bandwagon of styled shoots. Her name was um, Xavier. She runs a big floral company and she put me in, in contact with a couple of girls called Katie and Madison. So they had a styling company at the time. I kind of went along and did a collaboration shoot with them. And you know, you never know who you're going to run into and what connections you're going to build, especially from collaboration shoots. And that's something I learned very early on. You know, as a as a professional starting out, you're not going to have all the experience in the world as someone, you know, five and ten years down the track will be. So being able to offer your services, you know, whether that's to get portfolio content or other content that you can share with potential clients to say look this is what I've been working on yeah not until you get that that you do make those connections from you know running into Xavier at the shops and going to that collaboration shoot with Katie Madison it wasn't until then that the ball started to rolling with other clients coming in seeing the work and the collaboration shoots that I'd done to get those bookings from there it was a bit of a snowball effect at the start of the year you have your business promos your shoots styled events and then towards the end of the year, you have your wedding. Yeah, so it sounds like networking and collaborating in, in your industry anyway 
is a very powerful thing. And I think networking in general is a very, very powerful thing because as soon as you say, and I found it with myself as well, you go and talk to people and people go, oh, I didn't realize you did this, this and this, or I'm actually, I do this. And suddenly within a two minute conversation, you've made a connection that could actually help you in the future. That's my top tip is networking actually for, for this episode. Now you mentioned that you are, or once were a little bit critical of your work and you wasn't, you weren't sure that maybe that was why you, you know, weren't picking up as much work at that time, even though it was not to do with that. Do you find that you're a bit too harsh on yourself? You know, people say all the time that you are your own worst critic and it's a hundred percent true. You know, you can have other people say to you, your work's amazing, but it's not until you believe that your work is as good as you think it is, then it will be. For me, in those down periods, the thoughts of self-doubt and is my work good enough? And then the comparing came in, looking at other people's content and their videos and then comparing to myself, where I wasn't in the mindset of those people have had way more years of experience than I do. I'm just starting off. Of course my work's not going to be as good as theirs. Learning that you're going to be working through your skills and developing and you can see the change, especially for myself, in the early videos that I've made to my current videos. And it's not until you throw yourself into it that you pick up the skills that you need to develop. Um, so I think, yeah, the self-doubt is definitely a big thing. And today I still get it. I, you know, you'll go over your clips so many times. I think the most I've spent is an hour going over like a five minute section going, okay, well, or is this video or is this clip better? You need to kind of pull back and go, okay, what's going to be good at this moment, not how am I comparing to other people? Yeah, I hate the idea of comparing to other people because you are totally right. Those people could have had 20 years more experience and hey, they may have been charging 20 times more as well. You don't actually know what people are you know, gonna pay for there's definitely a need for people that have less experience as well because that might be a cheaper cost for someone and that's how you grow your experience i think for myself i have a problem i have shiny object syndrome shiny side hustle syndrome and if i'm not perfect straight away it kills me and that's just a stupid mindset because you can't be perfect at anything straight away it's about the growing and the, the mistakes that you make that grow you from what I can hear and what, what you've done in the past, you've always been drawn to that creative side and, and now you're studying osteopathy. It's a bit of a different industry. What made you decide to do osteopathy? It was quite interesting. I, you know, year 11, year 12, I wasn't quite sure where I was heading as the majority of 17, 18 year olds are. You don't quite know what you're gonna do. Uh, so for me, it was kind of this draw to health and a pull towards film and I was quite caught in the middle. Complete opposites and that's what I tell everyone. So for me, it was, well, I can't study film and do osteo on the side, but I can study osteo and then do film on the side. I knew for the next four or five years of studying that film might go on the back burner, but it means that I will have that backup and that support to be able to do both. For health, I've always been interested and it's something that, you know, was instilled with into me as a child. My mum was, you know, super into health and, and nutrition, so kind of following along that, I just really loved how they treat, um, especially coming into a very trending health community and generation. It's something that I just naturally fell into. 
What other opportunities has university opened up for you? I mean, coming to university, first off, is a, is a big step. But once you do get connected, you know, with the staff members and the community and everyone who's involved, you know, you'll find that the doors will open up and you'll have opportunities being thrown at you left, right and centre. So I think for me, it was the opening of doors to external, external opportunities. For example, the Mayor's Student Ambassador Programme, which is run by Study Gold Coast, was something that I was you know, exposed to from being at uni. I applied for that one at the start of this year in 2019 and was accepted. So I'm only one of, I think, two or three other domestic students um, and part of a big group of international students. Our focus for the Mayor's Ambassador Program is to do different experiences that we can market to international students and make the Gold Coast a point of destination and a point to come and study because, it, you know, no bias, but it is the best city. So, um, yeah, being able to share that with other international students who are looking to come study, um, it's a great thing. So another opportunity that I was given through the university was to go and study with the Sydney School of Entrepreneurship in Sydney at the TAFE down there. I actually applied for four units on top of my already four units that I was doing last semester. That took me um, into four big blocks of 10-week online study, as well as four separate trips to Sydney for a four-day intensive down there with the team. From there, I have learned so much about the runnings of businesses, the ins and the outs, as well as, you know, making long life friendships as well. You definitely get thrown into the deep end, but it's only from there that you get the biggest wins and the biggest learning of skills and networks as well, invaluable knowledge. Would highly recommend jumping on to the Sydney School of Entrepreneurship mm. page, checking them out. I know they've still got a couple of units left uh, this year and definitely do apply for the ones next year. And your other non-for-profit, uh, I guess, side hustle that you've got going on at the moment, how did that one start? So that one came through the Mayor's Student Ambassador Program. So it's called Youth Lab Initiative or YL for short. That was born through the support and funding from Study Gold Coast. So our aim for that one is helping high school and uni students to be able to connect to industry professionals in, you know, in spaces that they might not have the opportunity to do so. By doing that, we bring in speakers, we hold workshops and just developing a big sense of community around there that we can all share our ideas and purpose and things like that. And I saw on social media that you've been to uh, big venues and spoken in front of quite a lot of people about different different things that are going on, I guess, in the community. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm. So we've recently just held um, an event with AIM Mentoring. So they mainly support Indigenous and Torres Strait Islander high school students. We kind of partnered with them to be able to deliver some content to the students back last month. We had, um, yeah, over 100 students, which was amazing. We got to speak into their lives, which is awesome for us, and as well as the kids for getting that content. Where do you see the Youth Lab initiative going? So I think for myself and the rest of the co-founders part of Youth Lab Initiative, uh, we're really wanting to see it grow over the next, you know, 12 to 24 months, being able to reach more students um, in terms of different initiatives that we hold and workshops. 
So at the moment, we're focusing on a few ideas ready for next year. High school students that are coming through year 11 and year 12, and also the new students coming into university and tertiary education. We're still kind of working on all the specifics. So, you know, watch this space and um, to see what we've got coming up next. And I don't think you mentioned, what is your title and what are you in charge of in the group? So my title is Chief Creative Officer, obviously goes hand in hand with video and photo. I'm involved in more of like the marketing and the social media aspect of things, making sure all the kids are connected, they're seeing what we're getting up to, putting up, you know, after event photos and getting testimonials from the kids. So really I'm the face of Youth Lab, making sure it all looks pretty and everything runs smoothly. Now we briefly spoke about how you were juggling photography and videography and high school, but how are you going juggling, I guess, the videography side of things, the non-for-profit and everything else going on as well as university? Look, I'm not going to lie, it's not easy. Uh, there have been times where it's been back-to-back uni work, video shoots and everything in between for weeks on end. And you do need to realise where is your breaking point? What is your maximum that you can absolutely push yourself to? And for myself, I think I found that within those few weeks where, you know, I didn't have a day off in, you know, over three weeks to a month. Pushing yourself too hard, you're not going to get anywhere. So you need to work out where you fall into that. Yeah, it came at times where I worked out, well, we're coming into exam period and at this moment in time, uni is what I need to focus on. So film needs to go onto the back burner which was a real internal struggle for me because the film and video was going so well and I had so many shoots all booked up that I was in the mindset of, oh, you know, maybe I'll take six months off and focus on film and get that up and running. But I really just needed to have in the mindset that uni isn't going to be forever. It's just a period of your life. But whatever you do, you need to put 110% into what you're focusing on. You don't want to spread yourself too thinly across the board. For me, it was taking that time out from film and going, okay, I need to focus on my exams and everything coming up and my subjects. And then once I get past that, you've got, say, four and a half months of uni break at the end of the year where I can just smash out bookings and shoots. Trying to find that balance initially was quite hard, especially for myself. I'm a bit of a go-getter, trying to do everything and anything. I find it hard to say no sometimes to, you know, shoots and opportunities. Yeah, finding that balance between your commitments is definitely key to any success that you do. I have to agree with that. I even recently took on something because uh, I do a little bit of photography, not much anymore, but where I took it on, I was like, oh, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. And realizing that, yeah, it, it is very close to my exams. And back then I was like, oh, I'm free right now in this moment, but actually planning for the future, I kind of stuffed myself up because now I'm trying to do a whole range of different things, including editing the photos and making sure I study for my exams. Yeah, I think that's a tip from me as well as planning the future because it's not just about where you are in the, in the moment, um, it's looking ahead and what you've got going on. You are a very creative person, as we've all learnt. Where do you see yourself in the future? Are you going to go for becoming an osteo uh, and following that through? Yeah, or, or not? Where do you see yourself? Look, I'm quite open at the moment. I don't have anything that's holding me down in one place at one time. So I think for myself, um, I finish studying at the end of next year, hoping to either get settled in a position within a, in a, in a local clinic or being able to start my own practice up. 
it may take me overseas, I may move interstate. It really just depends on what opportunities arise at that time. But for me, my, my goal around osteo and film is to have my own osteo clinic. So I'm going to be calling it, you know, a bit of a health hub. It will have a few different health practitioners, so whether that's going to be an osteo, a GP, exercise science, physiology, you know, all of that in the one spot. So it's just a big referral team that people can come to, one-stop health shop, pretty much. Mm. Once I get that set up, that'll give me the time and the freedom to be able to go do film travel, which is another big passion of mine, traveling. Mm. Yeah, just setting myself up for the future to be able to do all the things that I want to do. And where have you been traveling? Have you done just Bali or have you done a whole... This is just... I just wanted to know. (laughs) Where have you been traveling? Oh, geez. I've done the typical Thailand. Um, We've done the cruises to Vanuatu, New Caledonia. I did um, a French immersion trip to New Caledonia as well in school. We've done South Korea, Bali, Canada. Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole big list. Is there anything left? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's still plenty more to <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah. Is there anyone? Is there anywhere you'd like to go uh, in particular next? You know, it depends on the budget and how far it stretches. But one of my um, my absolute favourite places that I'm really keen to see is the Amalfi Coast in mm, Italy. Yeah. So that's one of my um, my bucket lists. You know, saving yeah, up for yeah. that one and hopefully getting there soon. Do you have any tips for if people are interested in starting their own side hustle? Maybe they have one and they want to build it. Yeah, anything, anything at all. I think for side hustles and hustling in general, it's something that you will always be doing. People admire when you go after your dreams and your passions. Taking them by the horns and pursuing those is a real testament to your your personality and your courage and your commitment as well. Everyone's going to go through the highs and lows and the struggles, but you need to have that end goal in focus. Where do you want to be? Visualize where you want to be and work out you know, the steps that you need to take to be able to get there. It may be hard in that moment, but you know, it's the struggles that make the wins even bigger. So I know for myself with the videography, finance and you know, the equipment was actually a really big thing as anyone in that industry or you know, have a hobby around that, you know that the equipment is expensive, especially mm-hmm. cameras. Mm-hmm. Being able to save up that money and being able to purchase my own equipment was a massive win. And it's something that you know, you're like, oh yes, I got there. So being able to, yeah, just keep hustling, keep pushing through those struggles because they will get better and you'll get to that end goal that you've been dreaming of. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me. I really appreciate it. Now, what is your Instagram for all all of everything that you're doing? Just shout it out. Absolutely. So for my videography, um, my Instagram is gm underscore films. Uh, Personal is Georgia Muller underscore. And our youth lab is youth lab initiative underscore. Perfect. And if you want to follow us here at Side Hustle, be sure to at Side Hustle underscore podcast to keep up with all the side hustlers.